Hello and welcome to Hiccup, the podcast series that explores all things parenting and mum life. I'm Jen, aka Irish Mama Bias, and each week I'll be joined by a special mum guest. We'll have a chat, we'll answer some of your listener questions, and just have some fun. So sit back, relax, if possible, grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. In this week's episode, I chat to Tessa, aka the Sleepy Mommy. Tessa explains that she is a theatre nurse working in mainly anaesthetics and recovery. This knowledge and becoming a mum has led her to become a baby and child sleep consultant. Tessa gives some amazing insights into baby sleep and shares some lovely mumspiration. A really informative and fun episode, not to be missed. Hello and a big welcome to Tessa, aka the Sleepy Mommy, to the show. How are you today, Tessa? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. You're definitely an in-demand mum. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely a mammy in-demand around this house anyway, because I can't even go to the toilet myself, you know, but that's just... Oh, <laughs> that, that, that literally happened to me yesterday. I was like going to go to the bathroom and then my son was like, no, I'm going with you. And I was like, okay, um, just give me one second. And he's like, no, no, now I need, now I need to pee. No. I was like, right, you go first. And then he was like, no, you go first. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is a nightmare. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't tell you the last time I haven't peed with an audience, like during the daytime hours, it's like, they just, they could be quiet. And I'm like, now's my chance. I'll go alone and I'll scroll the gram while I'm on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, <laughs> Isn't it so sad that we have to go to the bathroom and then look at our phones? Like, but it's I know, true. yeah. It's either in so the bathroom true. or in bed at night. That is sad. <laughs> That's it. Oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one anyway. <laughs> So tell me a little bit about your page then. Your page is The Sleepy Mummy. Um, and tell me a yeah. little bit about your background and your sleep sleep consultant, yes. nurse. So I um, graduated from as a general nurse in 2008, moved to Australia in January 2009, and I swore I was only going to stay a year. And seven and a half years later, we came home with one baby. Um and I work as a theater nurse and it's mainly anesthetics and recovery. So I've always been dealing with sleepy people. But me, myself, have always been a sleeper. Like my mother will tell you, if I'm gone anywhere or they don't know where I am, I'm gone for a nap. It's my favorite mm-hmm. thing to do. I love sleep and I was never prepared for it with Lily Mae. And, you know, in fairness now, like she's five and a half. She was born in April March, I mean, 2016, <laughs> when you've got three kids, And we went to all the antenatal classes and, you know, all of this, but I was never prepared for the absolute, it was like being hit by a bus, you know, this feeling of exhaustion. Now, in fairness, there's not much you can do about it at the start. Everybody's going to be exhausted. Sleep deprivation is actually like a rite of passage to parenthood, really, at the beginning. But I don't think we were prepared for it. I didn't understand sleep. I didn't know what was happening, you know. And although she started to sleep very well after about eight weeks or so, it all went to pot again then at about six, seven, eight months. And, you know, I ended up having to reach out to one of my friends and I was like, help me. And luckily I got on top of it. So then 
and I was like, hmm, this is really interesting. So I knew not, I knew lots about the science of sleep from work. And, you know, I know how to put people to sleep with medication, but <laughs> it's a different type of thing. So I started to look into it and I, I read and read and read and read. And when I had my next baby then, I was all over it. Like, yes. I felt so prepared and I was delighted because it was a much smoother journey and at the time I was at home Monday to Friday by myself my husband was working away um and then when I was pregnant with Harry I decided right I'm going to do the course so I did my course and then I had Harry in April of 2020 my pandemic baby and um I didn't do anything with it only kind of used it myself and then I set up the page I started helping people kind of during the summer just kind of friends family and things like that and I set up the page um then in October I think it's so it's almost a year old now and it's just gone from strength to strength and I'm absolutely blown away by the response and it just feels so good to be able to help people like I know that might sound cliche or whatever but no like I wouldn't want anyone to feel the way I felt I was just completely lost you know and even mm-hmm. if I, someone had explained a couple of things about baby sleep to me I probably would have been able to go all right okay this might not last this long this is what I'm looking at this is what I'm dealing with and you know but my god like it's, you can't be prepared for it and it, no like it, it happens and then they go through the different stages and people just say to you, oh, that's the four month sleep regression or that's the this or that. And Don't worry, it'll be over soon. And you're just going, yeah, well, <laughs> I need it to be over now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, it's yeah, just, there's so much. There's, I never realized there was so much to learn. I can imagine. Still learning. I still have lots to learn, you know. Yeah. And it's just it's enjoyable because you know, I just seem to have a knack for it. And at the same time, I've also got the personal experience, but I've had professional experience as well of looking after children. So, you know, it's, I'm loving it. Really, yeah, to be honest. It, it's, it. it's just like the perfect thing for you, like having to, like having seen the science behind sleeping before and then having kids and just thinking, right, yeah. I'm going to do something about this. And yeah. Yes brilliant because we all have I think we all have those moments like whenever we have our baby and then you're just like texting your friend like please help you know yeah (laughs) we we all yeah and I was I was one of the earliest kind of in my group of friends to have a baby and uh so many of them didn't really know like you know so it was only a couple of work friends that had had kids and stuff and I'd ended up being one of them who actually helped me in the end and like I'm literally texting her from Ireland and she's in Australia and I'm like help me yeah. thank god for her <laughs> um thank you Pippa if you ever listen to this but um like it was just it was it was madness absolute madness and you know looking back now I feel sorry for myself because I was just so panicked, I suppose, that I couldn't get her to sleep in certain ways. And, oh, she should be sleeping like in the antenatal classes. This is how many naps they have. And this is how you settle them and all this kind of stuff. But it doesn't happen like that nine out of ten no. times. That's it. And it's, it's it's so interesting because, um, like, as as parents or even just as humans, like, when you as the older you get, if you don't get your sleep 
or if something's stopping you from getting your sleep, everything else just goes to pot. Like, oh, completely, completely. <laughs> like, sleep deprivation is a form of torture in some places. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Now, as I said, as parents, we know we can't avoid it completely. And if you can avoid it completely, you've either got a nanny or you've given birth to a unicorn. But like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it doesn't have to be. And I think there's something that I've been, you know, things that I've been seeing online an awful lot is just bashing people if they want to do certain things about their parenting. Not everyone parent the way they want to parent. If mm-hmm. one person wants to do it one way and one person wants to do it another way, there's nothing wrong with that. And we shouldn't be judging one another. I'm not going to be shoving my opinion down other people's throats. If they want my help, they come to me. Yeah. And that's fair. Do you know what I mean? I'm not here to help people who don't want help because they don't want it. Do you know? Exactly. So I think that's, and it's something I've seen lately, I suppose over the last few months, even I've become more aware of it. And it's sad really, you know, that people feel that they need to bash others. I know. To, you know, put them down, you know, breastfeeding versus bottle feeding, sleep training versus non-sleep training, you know, goes on and on, vaccinations, anti-vax, everything like that. But yeah, there's just, you know, how we parent should be off limits. Exactly. It's not for anyone else to judge. Yeah, everybody has an opinion, yeah. but at the end of the day, you can you can help somebody if they ask for your advice or you can share your experience. But you know, at the end of the day, it's it's people's own lives and people's own business. Yeah, exactly. Just need to look like after I yourself. I wouldn't have taken kindly for anyone coming in to tell me, you know, no, no, you shouldn't be doing this. No, way now. you should, you know, without me asking them. <laughs> exactly yeah (laughs) yeah and and whenever you started then to train in the kind of baby sleep sleeping and you had the experience at home with your own kids did you suddenly have like a revelation like oh my god this stuff actually is working it took me quite a while to get that because I suppose when it was with my own kids I was just like, oh, you know, it's just coincidence, you know. And then when I was helping friends and family and things like that, I was like, yeah, okay, I think it's worked this time and whatever. And I think I definitely dealt with a massive dose and still do sometimes of imposter syndrome. But I think, mm-hmm. and I only learned what that was in the last year. Someone had to explain it to me and I was like, oh my God, I'm not the only it's one. It's quite popular, it. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but now like just hearing feedback from ev- from everyone and I mean I'm not saying I have a magic wand and that's one of the things I say to parents I do not have a magic wand you know and I will never guarantee anything and anyone that does guarantee you something with regards to sleep at least run the other way because it's not an exact thing yes. that you can guarantee it's not like saying you know you'll have cheese on your pizza I promise you you know like it's it's a baby yes. human unpredictable not a robot um so yeah I've gone off trail now I don't even know what I was talking about <laughs> no, no you were just saying that, you were oh, saying gee. that uh, don't worry at all um <laughs> that with your kids you were just like is it a coincidence but then with the yeah, people you're yeah. like it's starting to work yeah like I suppose it just takes you a while to build up your confidence really exactly. and uh, I think that comes with everything you know and I think you're Anyone that says they know it all is absolutely full of BS because nobody knows it all. We're all learning. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I used to say when I when I was nursing. You know, it's like if the nurse that comes in and says she knows it all is dangerous because none of us know it all. You know, exactly. you can't say you know it all. 
and it's just all about learning and improving and adapting brilliant tell me a little bit about um i've just been seeing on your instagram and stuff about your workshops oh yeah so i have the first one i did was a newborn workshop because i was doing lots of one-on-ones and i said this would be so much easier if i could do this like for a group of people at one time and you know it would take up less of my time as well then and i'd be able to get more people help helped with it um so the first one is the womb to world workshop and it's just about sleep in the newborn stage kind of all the way up to maybe about 15 weeks and just basically gives you a general overview of the science of the sleep what to expect what's normal um and also goes into things like helping to develop independent sleep skills if you so wish um and how to settle babies who are very upset you know because having a whole range of of tools to settle a baby is definitely something that I would encourage everyone to do try not to just have one way but Mm -hmm. you know that's easier said than done and just basically kind of seeks to empower you with the information that I didn't have when I started off um and yeah that's great that's my first one that I started and last month then I did an early rising workshop and that was great as well and that's just running through it's like a list like a checklist of things of why is my child waking early in the morning and how can I try and prevent it and I just go through a massive list of things yeah yeah for you to try because there's no one size fits all approach um and then I do Q&A as well so the people are getting a chance to ask me questions themselves so you know it's more personal and things like that and I have a toddler workshop in the making but dealing with a toddler I don't have much time to get the toddler workshop done (laughs) (laughs) ask him to sit there with you just yeah brainstorm (laughs) he he loves he loves tapping on my computer and I'm like stop it all my work (laughs) I hear you (laughs) yeah so the the plan is to get the toddler toddler workshop up and running um soon enough but I want to make sure that it's perfect before I yeah. go ahead and start it I'm not going to start it prematurely um I just want to make sure that I have the right information in it so that's what I find great about the Instagram page as well is that you hear back from people so you know what they want a lot of the yeah. time and you can that's you know it. it's just it's great because otherwise you'd be like am I talking to anyone out there hello it's <laughs> <laughs> just a website that nobody's looking at <laughs> yeah yeah, like I don't. I'm in the process of building a website, but I am not. I am technically yeah. challenged, Jim. Technically challenged. Ah, uh, well, you know, you can't have everything. You've got some magic there that a lot of us would like. Yeah, oh, I don't know about that. If someone oh, has any website so. magic, come my way. <laughs> well, I could pick your brains about so much, but um, I'll just ask you a few little questions. So, what would no be what would be the most common thing that parents would be coming to you with? Is there, is there something in particular that you hear all the time? Yeah, it, I get an awful lot of baby waking multiple times a night, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and a lot of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the time, it has to deal with how they're falling asleep. And, um, you know, there's lots of schools of thought about that out there. But for me, 
what I've learned is with a lot of babies, not all babies, you know, you can't group them all together. With a lot of babies, if they're falling asleep in a certain way, they're waking up looking for that certain thing again. So let's say, for example, you're holding them uh, and then you put them down their cot and then they come into a lighter stage of sleep later and they're turning around. They're like, hang on a minute, I'm not in her arms anymore. They come to a full wake. And, you know, that seems to be kind of 70% of the problem that people come to me with for help. Yeah. This week, I want to give a special shout out to two fantastic businesses. Firstly, Feed Me Mother, a new Irish sustainable breastfeed and clothing brand launching soon. So be sure to keep an eye out for that one. And also to Cozy Kids Ireland, the children's sleeping bag and suit company, selling some beautiful products perfect for little ones to have a great night's sleep. I actually have noticed that one in my house. Um, Mm. Kind of with my toddler, he's not really napping anymore, but whenever he kind of gotten out of the going to his cot or his bed for a nap, then he'd start to kind of fall asleep on the sofa or he'd fall asleep on me. And then I'd put him yes. on the sofa and he'd wake up panicking. Yes. Yeah. Cause he fell asleep on me. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, the way I describe it to parents, I literally just described it to someone on a consultation this evening. We all wake during the night. So we go through different phases of sleep where we're in a lighter stage and we go into deeper stages and we come back up into lighter stages of sleep. And we wake slightly during those times and we usually don't remember it. We've gotten so good at linking our sleep cycles together and, you know, everything's fine. We just go back into another deep sleep cycle again. However, if you went to bed and you're lovely and cozy and then you wake a couple of hours later, you're turning over and you realize I'm on the lawn. Mm. I'm in the garden. You're not just going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll just fall back to sleep. You're going to be like, what the hell happened? <laughs> yes. It's like that for babies. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the that way that I explain it to parents because that's it. You know, they fall asleep in one set of conditions and then all of a sudden they're like, Jesus, how did I get here? What's going on? Where did she go? You know, so that's a lot of it. Yes, yeah. I find that one so relatable. And I've even thought about that before. Like, I feel guilty, like, setting him down or something. And I'm like, because I know he's going to wake up freaking out. Like, what happened yeah. to my cozy hug? <laughs> oh. yeah. uh, well, I've got a, a couple of questions that got sent in. Okay. Um, one question is from a lady that was saying that she's got a two and a half year old that's waking, suddenly waking up a lot earlier um right like quarter to six or something like this and before she would have been waking up like eight or a little bit later but suddenly it's earlier and the naps are still um happening during the day as well okay so I would first of all look at daytime sleep making sure that it's happening at the right time and also making sure that there's not too much of it or too little of it now if you've previously been fine it's very likely that there's not too little of it and if it hasn't changed it might just mean you need to cut the nap back um but maybe the timing has changed a bit or something like that um just because you're getting a nap during the day you know the the timing of the nap is important as well and where it lies in the day so um if they started waking up a little bit early i would look at that just to make sure that you have a kind of a consistent approach every day making sure that the nap's kind of landing in the middle of their day, if you can. Um, and with that morning, early morning waking, like 
there's lots and lots of reasons that can be happening, but a lot of the time it's because of either overtiredness or an imbalance with daytime sleep. Mm-hmm. So come to the next early rising workshop. <laughs> oh, excellent. I like it. <laughs> this this gets me thinking actually. Nobody asked this question, but I see it online all the time now. Um mm. danger danger nap. Like when the child oh, is going to have the nap at like five o'clock, they fall asleep on you and you're just like, what do I do? Do I wake them or do I leave them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, with danger naps, when they're on you, that's fine. You can wake them. Danger naps are next to impossible to prevent in the car. That's what I find the hardest. Yeah, and yeah. what I've said to a few people who I've been working with, they're like, I can't stop him falling asleep in the car on the way home. I'm putting down the windows and I'm playing the music and everything. But come here, I've done it myself. I've had the window open on the poor child in the back seat, and he's like, (laughs) (laughs) the thing is you have a choice you either let them have a good little nap if they're young enough to have a nap at that age and you know it won't affect their nighttime sleep let them have a good nap or else wake them up as soon as you're home and you might need to adjust bedtime a little bit on that occasion yes don't stress about it you know you can't what are you going to do i've tried there are no tricks to keeping them awake no they just believe me because sometimes they just love a nap in the car. Oh, mine's are, well, my son anyway, he's just, oh, after half three or so, if he's in the car, nah, forget about it, yeah. he's asleep. <laughs> yeah, well, like, if they're at, if they're in the evening, like, and if they're in toddler stage and they're falling asleep on you at about five o'clock, let them have five or ten minutes maybe. Yeah. But see how it goes then, because if that affects bedtime, it might be something that you might kind of try to avoid then for the next few days. But it like if it happens every now and again, that's not a big deal. Yeah, perfect. Um, one lady was saying that she is trying to stop the bottle at nighttime with milk because she's starting to brush her child's teeth. And then yes. the kid is the child is going to bed then and she's got her teeth brushed, but then she won't go to sleep without her bottle. So okay. she's kind of, and then she's taking the bottle away and she just won't. She just won't. So she's kind of yeah. stumped as what to do. Well, you can't just take away one, you know, the, the bottle is obviously a very integral part of this child's falling asleep or bedtime routine. So just eliminating it and not replacing it from anything else mm-hmm. will just probably cause distress. So your child would probably need a lot more hands-on settling and a lot more of your support. It's not easy. It's not easy. And a lot of sleep stuff isn't easy, really. Do you know what I mean? Because they do protest an awful lot. Um, And, you know, it can be a little bit of trial and error. But, like, I suppose you just have to be there to support them through different transitions and not expect them to just snap into line we need to lead with kind of empathy and compassion and understand for them this is a massive deal like they've yeah. always had this, this little girl has always had her bottle going to bed and all of a sudden you want to get rid of it how dare you <laughs> um but there are ways to do it but you just you can't just you can do it cold turkey but you're going to have a very very big battle I reckon and I think it's mm. just nicer and gentler to kind of replace that with something else gradually yeah it's it's um 
so hard because it's not only the sleep, it's like all these other little elements that you have to think about as well, like the, you know, the dummy and the bottle and the mm. nighttime potty training. And yeah, oh, it's a minefield. It is a minefield. <laughs> <laughs> it's what about what? Oh, oh, I know. What, what about now coming up? It's going to be the, the time change again. Um, yeah. Is, that, is there any tips or tricks you would have for that one? Yeah, so with the time change, spring forward, fall back, I always have to say it to myself because I forget which one is switch. <laughs> so American, fall back. Yeah, <laughs> and um, like we always say, oh great, there's another hour and bit. That ain't going to be, like that, that doesn't commute to kids at all. Yeah. So what I, what I would say to you is that you could gradually, like for the week beforehand, you could move bedtime by maybe five minutes and um or you could do it for three nights before the clocks go back and move it by 15 minutes closer Mm -hmm. to what you know let's say the next night you'll want them to be in bed at 7 p.m that will actually really be 8 p.m so you might want to start moving towards a kind of an 8 p.m bedtime um but it's just by the way i think the best way to do it is just do it really gradually like move it ever so slightly for the week move your bedtime by maybe five or ten minutes every night mm-hmm. until you get to your desired time and that goes for both clock changes it's just yes. yeah, we're up yeah. obviously yeah um and then there are some parents that just wing it and it works yeah and you know I've done that myself I've just winged it and it has worked and I've winged it and it hasn't worked <laughs> <laughs> just you totally know, depends <laughs> yeah the main thing is that all is not lost you know if you end up like with a child who's now waking at 5 a.m instead of 6 a.m and you just can't get out of it there are ways to fix it so don't panic mm-hmm. yeah slow it kind of brings itself back around again like after a little while but the, yes. the initial the initial shock <laughs> yeah yeah it can be oh. <laughs> <laughs> remember the days when we used to be like oh we have an extra hour in bed in the morning yeah right oh, I know I know and we didn't even get up till like 10 o'clock or something like that oh god that was that was way I didn't get up till 12 or 1 o'clock oh god <laughs> those were the days <laughs> when I'm in the nursing home I'll be sleeping till that time yeah 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 we'll be back there again then yeah for sure <laughs> oh god <laughs> So I suppose to wrap up the mommy sleep, is there any things that you would say like to a new, like a mom of a newborn, any tips that you would just say to somebody who's out there that's just getting it tight and they're just, you know, like all of us at the start. Yeah. If you have a new baby, don't panic about sleep. Get to know your baby. That is your priority. Heal from birth, you know, because you need to heal. And um, oh, yeah. whatever kind of birth it is, take the time. It's a, it's a massive, massive toll on the body giving birth. And just taking the time to get to know your baby, get to know yourself as a mother, bonding with them, establish feeding and things like that. And don't panic that, oh, my God, I have to be putting them down. People say to me, oh, she's two weeks old. I'm trying to get her to self-settle. That is not going to happen. They are not developmentally capable of doing that for a long time. 
yes, you can start maybe six or eight weeks, start making some little baby steps towards that. But do not be expecting babies to sleep by themselves when they are newborns. They will not. They need us to help them to fall asleep. And that is just a biological fact. And they wake because it's their survival mechanism. They wake to feed. And that is also biological. So don't panic if your baby isn't sleeping the way Mary's down the road is sleeping. Don't compare. Just get to know your baby and see how you feel. And there's help out there if you do eventually need it. But you may never need help. Just be, I, I think myself, when I was more relaxed the second and third time around, it was easier for me. I was like too highly strung the first time. But then again, no one can tell you not to be highly strong. No, no. one can tell you to calm down. You know, it's just a natural thing that happens like you're, you know, when it's your first child. But yeah, don't stress about sleep in those early days. It's like last down the bottom of the list of priorities. Yeah. It's going to be a bit of a blur <laughs> in no time. Yeah, because a lot, of, you know, they're back. I have to do the feeding and I have to make sure that, you know, they're so getting much. their injections. And I have to make sure that they're getting sleep and get them to sleep however you get them to sleep, you know, and they need yeah. help. And that's just normal. And there's nothing wrong with that. So yeah. I, hope, I hope that takes the pressure off some people because there are people out there who are selling you know, this idea that baby will sleep from seven to seven from this Mm -hmm. one, you know, they're not, they're babies, they're not robots. And I find myself saying that an awful lot. (laughs) It's so, so true. (laughs) And that's just, just such a a good point, though. It's like, just look, just think of get to know your own baby and don't be comparing your baby to whoever else's baby because they're all just so different. Yeah. And another thing is, People will give you well-meaning advice. Like we were talking about a while ago, just nod and Mm -hmm. smile. Let it go in one ear and out the other. And, you know, I find a lot of mothers that ring me are like, oh, but my friend said that he should be on this many ounces and, you know, he should be sleeping this amount of time and I should already have started doing this with him and doing that with him. You do you. (laughs) Exactly. I love it. You do you and babies aren't robots. They're my (laughs) children. I absolutely love it. <laughs> okay. Well, the last thing I'm going to ask you today is your mumspiration. Do you have any mumspirations, people in your life or people that you follow or? Mumspirations. I have a few. My own mother mm-hmm. is the bloody bee's knees. Um, we're just the best of friends. She's my rock, my everything. And I want to be like her when I grow up um and there's lots of other girls I know a a friend of mine I actually went to school with Deirdre Holland Hennon and she has set up an amazing business she's a behavior specialist and she's been such a support to me with me starting off my own business she's definitely a inspiration um and another one that I have to mention is Erica at Babog she has been fantastic and seeing what she has done makes me feel like I can do it as well you know like I might never be as successful I might never make a lot of money but the possibility is there it's not just a pipe dream and um 
Erica is very approachable and very nice and very supportive. And, you know, I just, I thank her because she's, she's been there for me if I'd needed her. And she's, I can't say enough about her. She's definitely a inspiration as well. Amazing. Absolutely love it. I just know when, I don't know, a very short amount of time, everybody's going to know about you. Hopefully. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> Everybody will be getting sleep. <laughs> oh, oh, she's the giver of sleep. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> the sleep fairy. I'm changing my name. <laughs> I know fairy's a good one to add to the end of it, I think. <laughs> Sprinkle In a few little, years' time. Little, little yeah. dust. <laughs> she is now. She used to be the sleepy mammy. Look at her there now with her own television show. <laughs> no, I can't I don't wait. Think so. <laughs> Any producers out there looking for a new TV show? <laughs> I need makeup and hair. I will not do my own. You know, I'll top. barely come in. I'll come in half dressed. You'll have to dress me and everything. So, <laughs> imagine getting your hair and makeup done every day. Wow, oh. heaven, heaven. <laughs> Although, well, do you know what? Like, no, I'd probably take it off. But I'd definitely tie my hair up and I'd probably scrape the makeup off. But it'd be nice to get it washed every day by someone else. Yeah, even just to get like a wash and blow dry every day would just be the job, wouldn't That'd it? That'd be lovely. Yeah. And someone, if anyone wants to pay me like that by washing my hair every day, I'm yeah. open to that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll pay in t- sleep tips. <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on the show you're very welcome Jen thank you so much for asking me thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode please follow us on Instagram at hiccuppod for news and updates check out www.irishmamabice.ie slash hiccup and don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast streaming app